Diamond Dreams Miami, up and in. This is episode 36. It's a little more difficult for me to figure out a 36, Mike, than a 35 and a 34. I don't know, but I forgot we were doing the podcast. I was jamming to that song so I know, deep that man. I was like, whoa. When you said welcome, I was like, oh, we're at the podcast. You're like, wait, we're not at the club? Wow. <laughs> DJ ADSR, Wilbur Reyes. It's the man. Oh, man. He's got the blue check. Make sure you're going to follow Absolutely. Follow him. ADSR underscore music on Instagram. Hit him up. Everybody loves uh, the song. Everybody loves Wilbur, too. Yeah. Great guy. Great family. Absolutely. Little Shark and Co. is his wife on Instagram. Yep. She uh, does uh, shirts and uh, but does her own custom stuff. No collabs. Very cool. Own style. Ta- talent, love talented it. family. We love it. <laughs> Hustlers. We love it. But yeah, so welcome guys. Uh, I'm Armando Alvarez here with Mike Quintana as usual. And this is episode 36. And, you know, we, we usually throw out a, you know, a baseball player or something, number 36. I, for the life of me, I can't think of a 36. I can't think of one. Can't. That's it. I'm thinking like Stanley Pritchett from the Dolphins, but that's not. And I think he might have worn not, 39. I may, popular, I may have been. Doesn't seem like a very popular No, it's, it's really not. You know? Everybody goes from like, I guess I, after... After uh, 35, 42, I think is like the next big one. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie right. Robinson, Mariano Jackie Rivera. Robinson. 30, 37 is going to be a good one. 37. That was my, my, oh. my first minor league number. <laughs> nice. It was 37, first minor league That'll number. That'll be the Mike Quintana episode. And then I went to 38, and then I wore 41. So that. we got some cool numbers coming up. We can talk about some things. Yep. Some good memories. Maybe you could you could tell a story from each of those I, uh, jerseys. I think I can tell several, but we'll just tell one. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of trouble. Absolutely. But uh, this is brought to you by, as always, by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. Summer is here. All our teams are done. All our leagues are over, except uh, Tammy Miami's got one makeup game left. And registration is up and running. And it's off to the races. And spring ball went by pretty quick. Spring ball, spring ball went by quick. You know, spring ball went by really quick. We saw a lot of positive things happen in the spring. And I think we had a great year. And now we're, you know, summer, May 1st. Summer for us is the beginning of the following year. So if you're interested in playing for Diamond Dreams in the fall and in the spring, get involved in the summer. Call, call this guy. Now is the time. Hope to see bring, you there. Bring them in. It should be fun. And uh, speaking of summer, man, there's some gnarly clouds right over us right now. The weather's been shady lately. If like, you, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I made a terrible call yesterday canceling. I, I canceled at about 320. It was raining. Then it got nice and around then, 5. And uh, I canceled, <laughs> and then it got beautiful, and I kind of felt like an idiot. But Let's see. Look, as long as there's no lightning... We'll be right? in good shape because um, Armando does not like lightning, but yeah, you could and you could contact me, Armando Alvarez. I'm a real estate agent. We have um, some some listings in our group. I was at one today. My boy Antonio's um, the listing agent there at the Opus Group. And hey, if you want to buy that house, I could take you. I could show you the house. It's uh, right next to a canal. Access to um, is that the one you're to on the today ocean? On yeah, the... I like that beautiful like house. That. Loving the videos, by the way. Oh, thank you. Got a good outfit on too. I like that. <laughs> it's good. Trying to, uh, man, you know it. it it's um, when you're when you're like a baseball player, right? Coming up, there's guys that you uh, that you emulate. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to play like Ricky Henderson, 
And, you know, throughout my career, I would stand like, you know, one guy or the other. People want to do, you know, similar stuff, wear their uniforms, kind of like the like the big leaguers. As a real estate agent, it's, it may sound funny because, you know, reality TV isn't typically real, you know, even though it's called reality right, TV. Right. I'm sure a lot of the stuff that that happens, you know, some of the deals and all that, it's fine. Like it, in HDTV, in, in those, um, what's it called, um, house hunters. You already know the house. Like you already yeah. you already bought the house. Of course. And you're just picking from your house and two other houses. So I watch a million dollar listing Los Angeles and there's a, there's like a guy named uh <clears throat> Josh Altman, uh Altman Brothers out, out in California and man, like that guy dresses sharp, like you know, he could come up he could come across a little bit like off putting at times, but but dude, the guy just does his stuff with like so much charisma and, and so much confidence. That it's like, man, I kind of want to like, like be like that guy. Those guys, uh, the Allman Brothers, right? They're, yep, they, they do well. They do well. Saw some lightning. They do well. <clears throat> Maybe you see me jump out of my chair. Are they here in Florida? No, oh, they're in they're in like LA. Oh, LA. They saw a lot a lot of multi 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 million dollar homes. As I hear some thunder, but <laughs> but anyway, call me if you want to buy sell. Let me know. I'm I'm your guy. And and Mike, you were talking about the end of of the season. Man, it went by so fast, but but it was such a success. I mean, your your academy, I I felt like like it grew in the number of teams. Every week, I I, I get called by by people who want to you know bring their kids into the academy. Yeah, we had a we had a great spring. Um, we had a lot of success with the teams, and we were able to do a lot of positive things. You know, within the academy with the coaches, and. You know, I want to make it clear, though, like this is not something that I can do alone, man. You know, I, we've had we've had a good staff, man. Like the kids that we have working in the program, like they're good kids. They're kids who want to work. You know, they want to make some money and they've been able to stay consistent, which I think is one of the biggest things, um, you know, when it comes to kids and development is keeping the coaches consistent. So um, it's been great, man. Yeah, one and guy that we're the same Brendan program was oh, awesome. absolutely the two groups man. The same Brendan awesome. were great, you know, and and all the teams did well. Super happy. Yeah, one guy that we're going to have back on is Coach Eric, um, who not only coached, but he umpired that whole uh, that whole season of uh, of the Instructional League. He didn't miss one game. Nope. He did every game. There was there was Sundays where I would tell him, Eric, don't don't worry. I got it, you know, and just stay home. No, 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 I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. But uh, we had a lot of questions to ask him because oh, he's got to have a lot of you some, know, some good stories, too. Good stories. No, and just things he thought. You know, yeah. which is what I want to ask him. I want to, <laughs> I want to know things, some of the things that he thought, and um, if it maybe changed his perspective on, on umpires. No, absolutely. Works, you know, no. We saw, you know, man, with with umpires and coaches and all that. You know, it, it could get testy. I mean, we we saw um, we saw a video in viral the other day with uh, Levon. Yeah. And you know, man, it, it's. It's like I I know like a lot of times in the heat of the moment, you you think it's like the appropriate thing to do, then you watch it on video later on and you're like, "Es anaco soy, bro." <laughs> like, yeah, that's what one was of those that about? Things that you wake up the next day and you just feel like an idiot, you know. But you know, look, I don't think there's any place for that. Like, it, no. you know, me me as a coach, Armando, I've never gotten into it with anybody because. You know, I go there, I, I know what my job is to coach my kids, you know, give the, the paper to the umpire. You know, I don't have to talk to the other team. I don't have to talk with the coaches. Like, nothing that I do ever has to be directed, um, you know, towards the other team. 
you know, and if the other team wants to direct stuff towards us, like we're not really paying attention, you know what I'm saying? When we get to the field, you know, I know what the scope of my job is, you know, I'm going to pay attention to my kids, you know, make sure that we're doing the right thing, that we get warmed up, you know, make sure I know the umpire's names, make sure you do the lineup. Nothing's ever directed to the other side, you know what I mean? But the moment that things start getting directed to the other side by coaches or parents or players, then, then I think you're going to be in trouble. Yep. You know, and that's what happened the other day with the situation at Grapeland. Just can't be doing that. Especially when you're Levan Hernandez. I mean, you know, the, the guy, the guy's known here, Mike. Everybody knows him here in Miami. He's, I love you, Miami, 97 World Series. World Series MVP. World Series MVP. World Series champion. Should not World be Series arguing. Champs. Should not be no, arguing man. in the 11 year triple A game. It looks ugly, bro. Like, triple A game. He was towering over this guy. Triple A game. <laughs> He was towering over this guy, you know, like, dude. Yeah, and he, you know, it's, he's a friend of mine, man. He's a nice guy. If he sees me, dude, you know, we he, go way back. We had the same agent. But, you know, there's there's been several situations where he's lost his top a little bit. No, like, bo- look, the, the both Hernandez brothers, they're they're good people, man. Every time I've interacted with them, great people. Um, but, you know, stuff happens in these games. It's just how, how you handle the situation, you know, and you need to handle it. Handle it better because of of the kids there, you know? Like, can you get upset? Absolutely. I mean, it comes with the game. There's a lot of emotion. Stepping up to other other people like that when, when you're an adult, you know, it's... Um, it's stupid. Yeah. On the Little League field in Grapeland. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing that happened with, the, um, with that Listen, dad man, in, that, in that game. You know, the problem is that, that people... The, the, the people that are on the inside of the chain link fence should not interact with the people on the outside of the chain link fence. Shouldn't happen. You yep. know what I mean? Um, the coaches shouldn't be saying things to parents on the other side. The parents shouldn't be saying things to parents on the other side. But when you start mixing those things, man, and you mix a couple bad days, and you mix in a couple beers, because I'm sure, you know, the group of them that do that before they get there, it's a bad mix, man. And, you know, I've, I've always trained our coaches to ignore. It's ignoring, bro. They want to talk to you. Oh, yeah, make the umpire wear in between innings, incognito, go up to the ump, you know, say what you got to say, point out what you got to point out. But, you know, even, like, the parents screaming at the umps and stuff, like, those are all things that shouldn't, they shouldn't, they should not happen, you know. And those are the things that cause these problems. Yep. Because if everybody just shuts up, be in good shape. If the umpire made a bad call, you take it as the umpire made a bad call in your brain. That's that's your perspective. Not a bad guy. Look, can you say you know, like can you say, Oh, come on, blue of or course whatever. or you it's know fine. and then you move on three seconds later. Yeah. But you don't bring it up an inning later. And then you don't count. <laughs> You don't let an umpire know that you're counting. Oh, that's the second time. That's the third time. Right. You did it to us last game. Oh, so you're remembering. Could you imagine Eric look, Gregg how many times he you look like an <laughs> and idiot. in that game? To me, you look like an idiot. Yeah, no. Mano, to me, to me, when I see that behavior, I always look in the stands. I see who it is. I think you're an idiot. This is my opinion. You yeah. Know? And look, pe- people go and, and argue and all that stuff, but... At the end of the day, man, these are literally games. They're full of emotion. Trust me. You know, I'm, I was a volunteer head coach, you know, for one of the teams. And they're emotional, man. And, and when you leave and you think about it and you think about it the morning, <laughs> the morning of, the night before, 
but you know you, you respect man and i I'm, I'm all about respect you know respecting people on on the other side respecting people on our on on, on my side and and yeah there's gonna be some bad calls and and if there is you go and you you talk, hey, what, what happened there? And all oh, this and this and this. Sometimes there's a there's a reason. Sometimes people miss calls, you know? It happens. But uh, doesn't the umpire have the best view? Like, if the umpire is five feet from the play, and you're... Let's say there's a play at second, and the umpire is 10 feet away, and you're... From second to first is 60 feet, plus the 20 feet boundary, plus the chain link, <laughs> plus where you're sitting, plus... When are we going to give umpires the benefit of the doubt? Sometimes they When are it. we going to... Why does it have to be right or wrong on every single... No, like, I've... I've like people ask me all the time, like, oh, you're not going to argue that? No, I'm not. It, like, it, it's just... And then I don't get worked up about it, and I move on to the next play. I, I take it as a definition of the game. If the definition of the game is that I feel that the umpire has made three or four bad calls, then I'm going to leave that game with a win or a loss, and that's part of what happened. You know what I mean? But this whole thing of, of having to be perfect, umpires having to be perfect, and everything having to be perfect because of them people are unhappy, it's going to end. You know what never happens? An umpire changing a call. It's silly. Like, don't do it. You, you, you know what you're better off doing? You're better off going to talk to him in between innings. Oh, God, I thought you missed that. No, you know, I kind of saw this. Right. You get his name. You get it. No, boom, boom, boom. They're going to remember that. But don't make him feel like an idiot on a Saturday at 2 p.m. Look, I, in 98-degree weather <laughs> when they have to wear pants and a collared shirt. Don't make them feel like an idiot. Look, and I do, I do believe that makeup calls happen, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna argue it and you're gonna be um, a jerk about it, you're not getting a makeup call <laughs> later on. So, you know. How do you think Eric was treated this season? On a scale of one to ten, one being the worst and ten being the best, where are you at with that? Can't speak for for the other games. Yeah, as a league. As a league. As a league, you were around plenty. Fifty fifty. Eric got the brunt of, uh, <laughs> of I some think, complaints. I think that I I think that it was good for Eric, and he'll talk about it. It developed a skin on him that he never saw. He never got and understood that side of it. Now he does. But you know he was treated okay. He was treated okay. You know what I mean? But you know. We gotta treat hey, umpires even, better. We gotta treat in, umpires better. Even in the bigs, man. Like you know, we gotta treat people better. Just all around, I think. You know, just as that's that's know. a you nailed it on the head, man. Just treat people better all the time. You know, hey, I, I lose my cool sometimes, but you know, people need need to act better. I feel yeah, man. You know, and and give people some leeway. And give people an opportunity to maybe still be nice people and cool people, even if they. Didn't see it safer out like you did. Look, was one of the you most controversial I mean? calls in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. It was the Armando Galarraga call with Jim Joyce at first base. Oh, my God. That was a perfect game that was cost by a what, uh, what was obviously a terrible call. Um, Jim Joyce cried the next day when he went up to Armando Galarraga and shook his hand. Dude, Armando Galarraga had every... 
every every right to like you know uh, he missed the call by two feet. And Armando Galarraga was like, "Hey, he missed the call by two feet." So it happens. Is if we would have had a replay at that time, obviously oh, we wouldn't be discussing this. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, I made a mistake, and then that mistake becomes part of history. Like you just said, hey, remember Andre Galarraga's no hitter that you know they messed up the call on? That's what that becomes. That's what we know it for. That's just what it is. Yep, you can't erase it. It is what you it can't is. erase it. Eric Gregg calling the Levang strikeout like you can't five like, feet like from people the with the whole, okay. How about the the Bartman thing? Steve Bartman. Oh, if Steve Bartman doesn't touch that ball, Moises Alou catches it. I don't think so. Number one, no. I don't think so. Number one, and then the Cubs go on to win it. No, that game at that point, if Bartman doesn't get in the way, if Moises Alou catches it. You continue to proceed the game, and the game takes on a different path, and the players take on a different path. If he missed it, like he did, the game continued, and the game took on a path that it did. But this prediction thing, oh, if they, they, they would have won, it's nonsense, because yeah. games take different know. paths all the time. You know what I mean? It's wild. Yeah, man. And, and look, um, a couple of things that happened already in this podcast, we we're, we started outside, now we're, now we're inside. <laughs> we're indoors. It's a nasty storm outside. I mean, Terrible. nasty, nasty, I'm nasty. I'm that lightning. The I, felt like it, right, I felt right, it in right, the hairs of my arms. <laughs> right there. It was close. It was, it was a very close one. And now we're inside our, my house. New kitchen in the background. And we have a, uh, an Emmy. Sports Emmy here. Yeah, one of five. Out. One of five. One of five. <laughs> There's four, four, There's four more behind the camera over there. But yeah, this is a part part of my my household when you when you walk in. It's big, it's a, Amanda has six kids. <laughs> got An- Anderson five and Emmys. five Emmys. Anderson and five Emmys. That's gonna be the post. You know, that's cool. Nice. So yeah, Mike. Um, you know, we were we were talking about um, you know some some of these calls that affect you know some some games and all that, and we got to talk a little bit about you know what's been what's been happening in, in the major leagues because, man, I, I feel like in, in the span of, of a week, two weeks, you know, a couple of podcasts, things change. Things change. The Yankees are red hot. Red hot. And Aaron Judge is in insubordable for, yeah. <laughs> for pitchers. Yeah. I, it's yep. like the guy, you know, took the break with the, uh, with the injury and, and he's back in the form that he was last season. I mean, he has, I think, nine home runs in the last 11 games or something. He's, he's hitting for average. He, he's just playing completely amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's put into perspective that the Yankees weren't quote-unquote playing well. They were barely under 500 any, at any time. And then Another 30 and their whole division is better than the whole freaking oh my God. NL, whatever it is. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, man, they're red hot. They're, they're creeping. They're Listen creeping to up. this. We have in the entire AL East Everybody has a winning record. What's Tampa Bay up by? 35 and 15, up by three games on Baltimore, who nobody thought would be in this position right now. 31 and 17. Yankees are at 30 and 20. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays are at 26 and 23. Wow. Eight and a half out. Meanwhile, the Detroit Tigers, who are in second place in the Central, are 21 and 25. Yeah, that's why I think that we should have a... 1 through 15 standing American League, 1 through 15 standing National League, and then you pick your guys through there and your tournaments through there because, you know, what's fair is fair. And if, if MLB's making all these changes, to me, that's a reasonable change. That's something that's very reasonable. 
that's something that makes sense, you know, you eliminate those divisions and you go back to the 15. Mike, the five, five best records in Major League Baseball right now. Five. Three of them are in the AL East. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're in third <laughs> place there with a best record in the league. Jeez, you know man. what I mean? It's, it's crazy. But I, I think they got to fix that. Now that they're making this a, you know, different game, that, that might be something that, that I'd be interested in something like that. No, that, that'd be great. And, and you know, and let's continue talking about how, how things change in, 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 in no time. A couple of weeks ago, we were, or two, three weeks ago, we were talking about what a disappointment uh, Jorge Soler has been. He's the hottest hitter, I He's think, in the National League <laughs> right now. He's on the tear. And, and the Marlins are looking, you know, pretty decent. Where are the Marlins at right now? I mean, they're 24 and 25. They're around 500, but they're not stinking it up like many people thought yeah. they would. Yeah, if they can stay around 500 all year and make a push at the end, that might be in good shape. Listen, the pitching was fine. If Sandy continues to struggle, that's not going to be a thing for the whole season. He's at least I don't five. think so. He's 1 and 5. With a 5 ERA. He's 1 and 5, Armando. But I, I, I think he'll put it together. There's, the guy's too good yeah, to not put it together. Yeah, but there's no Cy Young this year. At this point, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so. That's Zach Gallen? It's tough to catch up right now. Tough to catch up, but the guy's still a great pitcher. Eddie Perez. You have Max Meyer at some point coming back from Tommy John surgery. You have Cabrera. You have Luzardo. You, you have a nice pitching staff. What was missing last year was the hitting. Obviously, this year, Soler finally wakes up. And you have Luisa Haraez, who we said is probably the best pure hitter in, in, in baseball right now. So things are looking up for the Marlins. I mean, they're not there yet, but things are looking up. They're definitely on the right path. And like I said, if they can float around 500, I think they're going to be in real good shape. Yep. Real good shape. So. And how things change. <laughs> change. That's a, the, the topic right now in, in Major League Baseball. When we were talking about the World Baseball Classic, talked about the Classic, we had um, we had Mike Mike Maulini on, and he um, we were talking about MVPs, right? I think two two out of the three of us mentioned Trey Turner. Trey Turner is getting booed He's by getting Philly booed. fans. Yeah, that I think, world, a, he, I think he blew it. He he, he <laughs> let it all. <laughs> he let it all in the World Baseball Classic. Left it on the WBC. I saw a stat yeah, the other yeah. day. I think he caught up already, but I think he had more home runs in the WBC than he had all all regular season so far. Armando, there's there's something about those big contracts. I feel that the majority of players lose a little bit of that get after it edge. And like I've mentioned in the in the in the podcast before, like what he did to get the three hundred million is not what he needs to do to stay there and to continue to perform to continue to earn that. It's got to be more than what he's done. And some of these guys, I don't know, man, I kind of feel like some of these off seasons, they kind of shut it down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then once you shut it down, you can't catch up, Armando. Guys are training too hard and are too good. Yep. You know? But again, I think he puts it together. I mean, he, he had a game-tying home run, I think, last night. So, you know, he's not, he's not going to struggle forever. And, you know, speaking again of, of big contracts... There, there was a few podcast episodes where we went back and forth about Carlos Correa. It seemed like we were talking about Correa all the time. Signed with the Giants, it, vo- it got voided. Signed with the Mets, got voided. Twins finally signed them. There was concerns about injuries. Now he's going to probably land on the injured list with a foot injury. 
and the MRI showed a, a strain in the arch of his left foot, plantar fasciitis on his heel. He's hitting two, 213 with six homers this season. Dude, maybe, maybe we got to listen to those doctors, huh? I was just going to say that, like, these, these are the best doctors in the world. You know what I mean? And um, two teams backed out. You know what I mean? So guess we're listening to these doctors a little more. That's why they get paid the big bucks. And not just that, man. Like, these are the best doctors in the world. The best. And people are passing. The Mets passed up. That, should have, that was one red flag. But Armando, the problem is that I, I think that, like, a team like the Twins was so desperate to get a superstar back that they just didn't care. And they said, all right, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to give them the six yeah. years instead of the 10, 11, or whatever. And there you go. Year one, he's struggling big time. And now he's hurt. Yep. And, it, you know, and not going to make the playoffs. And, and if that's the case, you know, we might be seeing the beginning of the end for, for Correa at a young age, too. You know, injuries happen, man. It's uh, my favorite player of, of all time, Don Mattingly, had to retire in his early 30s, you know, mid, mid 30s, because his back was, was, was messed up. Um, we saw many guys. Sandy Koufax retired young. You know, a, a lot of guys retire young. Who's the smartest, uh, smartest person in the room right now is the Houston Astros, huh? No, absolutely. They're not signing him. They know. And that they should have been. They have a good young kid, Jeremy Pena. That should have been the telltale sign there. We've got to start reading between the lines a little more. That should have been the tell sign there. Something's up. You know, it's, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say buyer beware uh, from now on. And there's, there's always buyer beware everywhere, right? But buyer beware. You know, when, when these doctors and not one, but two teams, two prominent teams, one who wanted to sign Arson Judge, right? Remember the, the tweet? Arson, Arson Judge uh, to the Giants. They didn't get him. They went after Correa and then they're like, nope, yeah. not happening. Yeah. And the Mets too. The Mets wanted to make a big splash. They, they backed out. So maybe we got, like you said, listen to the doctors. And go out and get some youth. 213, on, on with, two thir- with six. I can find seven to 15 guys on a double A, triple A roster that can do that. Yep. You know what I mean? Look, there was that kid uh, from. There's a minor league shortstop or five shortstops in the minor leagues that would put up more better numbers than that. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And they're paying this guy 200 mil. Yep. Armando, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I, you know, I don't like these long-term deals, man. I don't like them. I don't like them for the organizations. I think they're great for the player, obviously. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, the player wins. And, you know, they win it. They got their money, guaranteed. It's a beautiful thing about baseball. But I think they're damaging to the work ethic a little bit. Not everyone's a Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's a beast. Yeah. Not everyone's Bryce Harper. But I think it damages the work ethic. I think you see it. They get that money. They get comfortable. And it, it's, it just proves that's not enough. And we've seen it throughout history. Sean Green. Sean that was Green. a tough one, buddy. Yep. That guy was one of the first guys to get like $140 million, some crazy lucrative thing with the Dodgers. And the guy was terrible after that. There's a lot of people that got you big know? money that, that just didn't, you know, they didn't pan out. And... And it happens, you know, it happens with a lot, a lot of people. They can't play up to the, to the big contracts. But um, one, one place where there's big money being thrown around, Mike, is Las Vegas. They just reached a tentative deal with the Oakland Athletics. Yep. 
1.5 billion dollars. Yep. They got to see how much public money is going to go into it, but it looks like the A's will go to Las Vegas. That's going to be a great sign. I think Tom Brady's trying to buy into the Las Vegas Raiders, right? The yeah, team it's, a little um, bit. it's a done deal. It's a done deal. He's part owner there now. I think Vegas is hot. I think Brady then ends up, ends up buying into the the A's also. He bought yeah. into the Las Vegas yeah. Aces as well. Yeah. Um so Tom Brady making his his moves his in presence Vegas. out there in in Vegas. In Vegas. I love Vegas. Me too. I haven't gone in a while. I'm trying to convince a few people to uh, to to go to Vegas. I'm down. Let's do it. Oh yeah, man. Talking about <laughs> uh, Vegas money, Otani, six hundred million. They're saying six hundred. I think I think it's gonna happen. And, it's, it's inevitable. And about another. The guy's nasty. So sixty million a year, about forty in endorsements. Looking about a hundred million a year. Oh, you gotta love the USA, huh? Man, it's he, a, it's a lot he, of money. Can he make that money in his country? I uh, can he, can he answer me? Uh, in, his country, in his country, no, no, not even close, right? No, not even close. If not, these guys wouldn't come here. Not even close. The kid, but not even close, right? No, not even close. <laughs> the kid from Japan, the that hit the game-winning oh home gosh. run. I forget his yes. name now, but his contract over there is not all that, bro. Oh yeah, talking that guy about, comes to the majors, about, he's gonna uh, get a, like a hundred mil. Let, let's talk really quick about Japan and the miners. Trevor Bauer. That was your guy, Mike. That was my guy. <laughs> no, I think he's still my guy. <coughs> Excuse me. I just think, you know, things happen. But um the Tancano Apollo, they they demoted him to the minor leagues and the and first guy and the hit. first guy he faced took him deep. <laughs> Trevor Bauer, man. Uh where's the what, motivation? What happened? Where's what the happened? motivation? Where's the motivation? What happened? And I, and we were so optimistic that he would do great out there. Oh uh, man, oh well. Mark that up as a oh, let's see what happens. Know? Hey, let's see what happens. It, it it happens. Hey, Verlander and Scherzer gave a nice back-to-back performance on a doubleheader on a doubleheader the other day. So you know, yep. Let's see. Other topics to talk about, Mike. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about um, NHL and and the NBA in just a minute. You know, the Panthers and Heat uh, both trying to make the the finals in their respective sports. But I asked you a question even before this happened. And, and I asked you recently, I go, Mike, what would you rather watch, WNBA or women's softball? Women's softball. Absolutely. Like, for me, look, I, I like baseball more than I do basketball. I watch NBA. Of course, big Heat fan. But and I'm big, I used to be a huge Charles Barkley fan growing up. But um, I love softball. Softball is awesome. Look, and, and a big shout-out to, um, to my friend, my friend Lucy Arana and her husband Gus Arana. Their daughter, Charlie, is in sixth grade, is playing varsity at Florida Christian. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And the other day in, like, the regional semifinals hit, pero tremendo palo double, awesome. game-winning walk-off okay. double. Okay. They carried her off the field. The women's softball is very exciting. It's very fast-paced. It's awesome. It, it, it's a small little field. It's I like women's softball a lot. It's a lot of fun. You know, when... When we met back back at FIU, I, I I would call games for for the baseball team. I would do basketball games. I, I had to do some some softball games too. And and dude, those games were great. Games were great. Yeah, they're good games. They're exciting. The games they're were fast great. paced. Girls can play. Look, my my cousin, who I've mentioned several times, George Cardoso, is his daughter Brielle is playing uh, with the Lady Gators. Who, when I mentioned it to Michelle Barney, she was like, "Oh, of course, the Lady Gators." Yeah. You know, that's like <laughs> standard. Um, and he sends me videos all the time. Dude, Brielle's throwing girls out, like, from her knees. 
Like she's sitting awesome. I mean, she's backing up the first baseman, making a throw to second, picking off the they runner. They can play, man. They can play. You know, it's exciting games. So when when all this effort and and look and I'm women's sports is great. I mean, they they have so many great athletes, Mike, in in the WNBA and women's softball and NCAA, in tennis, NCAA, NCAA, NCAA the basketball, like you know. that that last. Finals game yeah, was amazing. got a lot of attention, um, but I feel like women's softball needs to get its, its due. Like, I, if there's a WNBA, why isn't there a professional women's softball league? I think it'd be better. I think there'd be a lot, a lot of interest, and it's a lot cheaper to run. <laughs> Look, there's, you know? there's a lot of girls doing doing amazing things. There's a girl right now who's playing uh, D1 college ball. I forget what yeah. school it is, but it's it's small school, but it might be Cornell if, if I'm not mistaken. But she's playing there, you know. And in our in our own league, we saw Harper Barney playing as good as most of the boys. You know, she's probably top five player in the league, and and she's a girl. You know, we're seeing girls doing amazing things on the diamond. So why not expand professional sports to 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 show that you know to to show that that women's softball is is a sport that that deserves it you know and and it's uh you know obviously we're not gonna see women's nfl do they have it in the olympics there's women's softball in the olympics yeah is there? yeah remember jenny finch p- yeah. pitching in those yeah. games yeah. i i think it should be a professional sport no absolutely you don't have to I do totally 30 agree. teams you, you can do eight to. teams yeah ma- Wait, ma- if, that if there's, be a, something if there's that, an xfl and a yeah, usfl of course there could that, be a women's softball yeah and that could be something that mlb can invest in you know and they got the absolutely. facilities all over the u.s they got carrie north carolina they yes. got the you know usa facilities there's a lot that they can do there. You Absolutely, know? I think I think it'll be a home run. You know, but to play fast pitch softball, fast pitch, yes, yeah. women's fast pitch softball, not like baseball. like college. Women's fast pitch softball. There's a lot of there's a lot of great athletes out there, Mike, and it's like, what are they going to do after? Yeah, right after they graduate from college. Yeah, and there's a lot that they can do in sports. Absolutely. Continue playing for another five, six, seven years, and then. And, and you know, and there's a, there's an academy. And I feel like there's a lot of interest, in you, yeah. and you and you just said there it is right a lot now, of interest you know, for girls. I get at least five calls a month for girls softball. We haven't had softball since pre-COVID, so I send them over to the to the Lady Bulldogs, a buddy of mine, Willie. Um, but it's it's I get a lot of calls for it. Yeah. And I also mention it, Mike, because a bit of a controversial topic. I mean, I, I don't really think it's too controversial. But Brit- Brittany Griner played her first uh, WNBA game. Um, recently, and it was her first game back since being detained in in Russia. Um, what was she detained for? She had some um, marijuana or some cannabis, something. It's not, and they le- did, it's, they not, it's not legal in Russia, right? Not legal in Russia. Broke the law in Russia, right? Broke the law. And she she got so she wasn't she falsely detained. detained. I don't I don't think so. Okay. Do, did they want to make an example out of her? <laughs> I. I that yes, I mean you know Russia, Russia's enemy of the U.S., uh, but but Brittany Griner did something she wasn't supposed to, got detained. The U.S. paid a very heavy price for her trading in a war criminal to get Brittany Griner. And look, I'm happy that she's back in the U.S. I'm happy she's back. I'm happy her family ha- has her back. And and you know my my mom always told me something growing up, Mike. You know she said she would say like you know people don't appreciate what we have here, you know, freedom and a lot of the stuff that this country allows, right? You hear a lot of people complain and this country is by no means perfect, Mike. There's still a lot of injustices. There's a lot of stuff that happens, 
But this country is very forgiving. This country allows you so many opportunities. This country is the country that everybody wants to come to, to have that opportunity to grow, to become a millionaire, to start a business, to do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, Brittany Griner was one of those people that complained a lot about this country. It was playing over in Russia. And, and now, now she's saying, no, you, you need to stand for, for, for your national anthem. Yeah, like change, my, like my mom said, tune. you know what? Cuando te pasa a ti, cuando te da yeah, cuenta. Yeah, it'll change you know? your tune. So now it's now it's not about the injustice. Now it's about counting your blessings that that you're able to stand for a national anthem. Listen, there's a couple of things here. Um, you know, I've heard you know people say and stuff like that that um, oh, Brittany Granier had to go to Russia to compensate and make more money. Okay. So she's making $165,000 in a salary with the WNBA. Okay, so right off the bat, she doesn't need another job. Unless, you, you could live pretty good with $165,000, okay? And I'm sure she's making another 35, 40 grand in endorsements. So she's making over 200K. Now, if she wanted to go to Russia to play more, to make more money, to enrich herself, because it was an opportunity, that is one thing. But saying that she had to go there and that she was there because it's the U.S.'s fault because women's basketball doesn't pay as much, that's cuento. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's your, you're lost if you're thinking that. You yeah, understand what I'm saying? So, you know, she could live good with 165 Gs, 200 Gs. Shit. You can live tremendo life with that. Now, you want to go make another 105 months, and, and you have every right to do that. But it's not the U.S.'s fault. You're already making 200 k We didn't put you in that situation. You put yourself in that situation. You want to go make more money. You know as a professional athlete, you have to make as much as you can for as long as you can. And that's the bottom line. She didn't have to go there. Look, Br you know? Brittany Griner is a hell of a player. I mean, she was averaging... About 20 points a game when, when she decided to, to leave. You know, she was playing for, for Phoenix. Uh, she ended up leaving. But, hey, you know what? Somebody else wanted that spot, too. Because somebody else want, wanted to play in the WNBA. And, you know, Brittany Griner, one of the things that, um, that caught my attention was the coach of the team asking, oh, but why wasn't this sold out? Man, you know, you know how hard it is to sell out an arena? I know, because nobody cares, bro. And it's not like a Britney Griner hate, did like to, this heroic thing, it, like, you know? Like, nobody cares, bro. Like, nobody, like, okay. All right, you're playing, you're back, okay. You know, but, but my, I have a question. Is she getting a bill? Because you call 911 right now and have an ambulance come to your house. Can you get a bill? You're going to get a little bit of a bill after the insurance. You're going to get a little bill. Does she have a bill for the flight or anything? Absolutely not. Nothing? Nada. So what we got in return was now we have a citizen that respects the country. That's what it cost him. Pretty wild. Love your country, man. Yeah, a lot of people this complain, a, but. This is a great place. Yep. Full of opportunity. You know, jobs everywhere. You know. I'm glad I got to say it about the salary. I'm oh. glad I got to say it, you know? And she's one of the better players in the league. 
But you know what I think is going to be a bigger problem, Armando? The players that the league's not going to get. Because um, a couple weeks ago at some gala, the, the girl from LSU that won the national championship. Right. Or was on the, I'm sorry, it was on a podcast. And they asked her, like, hey, so you ready to go to the league or what? And she's like, she looked at them like, the league? She's like, she looked around, she goes, I make a lot more with my NIL deal than the best players in the leagues make. Wow. I'm in no rush. So I think that's going to be a bigger problem that the WNBA is going to have to compete with. Because now, the best players that are around, they're not opting to go to the NBA. No. They're going to stay in college. You know? Which, to me, I think is going to trickle down in all sports because Armando, think about it. Before you had this, you, 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 to get a un billetón de money as a FIU baseball player, you had to go high in the draft. You're a UN baseball player. You had to get drafted high, right? You'd get a billetón of money, right? Yep. But Armando, what if you don't want to play baseball? What if you don't want to be a professional baseball player? Now? Now? Oh, yeah, I'm Armando, ah, buddy. I'm the best second baseman in the country, but I want to be a doctor. So I'm going to play baseball in my four years here, and I'm going to cash it in. And I'm going to make half a million dollars a year with these NILs. And if I become the best player in the country, bro, I'm going to make, you're going to graduate college with six, seven million dollars. You're going to go to law, you're going to go to become a doctor. Now you're going to open up your own practice. And you then play pro ball. So now players and people aren't going to be forced into, I got to be a high draft pick to get the money. No, because now you can get a decent NIL deal. Okay. Muerto, 50 grand. Yeah, and, okay. and you're going to see that happen more and more. And, and you know, and then players aren't going to go. Why is a, 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 why would a late first round pick pitcher that's going to get $2 million, why, why is he going to go pro if his NIL is three? Or is now the team's going to have to match up and now negotiate against the NILs? It's a lot of things, Armando. I mean, I told you when something no, starts, it's not about how it starts. It's how, it's how what trickles down. Because she looked like that. She looked in the, into, the, into the camera and goes, the league? She's like, I'm making more than most of that league. She's like, I'm not, no rush to go nowhere. And none of them went to That's the That's interesting. And, and, in, you know? and I think it's going to happen more in basketball, Mike, um, you know, where, where some lucrative deals could happen. And look, and I welcome it. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the NIL, but if it keeps people in in college basketball and gives us a good product, I'm all for it, man. I, I miss I miss the days where the NCAA tournament had these guys like Tim Duncan that was there, you know, all, all four years when he could have gotten one as a sophomore, junior, senior. And, and now kids don't even go to college. There's like a lot of kids that just play, um, yep. you know, in the, um, what's it called, the AAUs and, yep. and some other teams, they go overseas and then become pros. So... You know, there's really no need to go to college, but if, if this is going to help college basketball become a better product, college sports, I'm all for it, man. College sports is, is a good thing. Yeah, no, at the beginning with the NILs, I was a little questionable about it, but I'm, I'm usually like that. I'm usually a no at the very beginning, and then I begin to process things, and things begin to make a little sense. But the biggest thing I like about this is that you're not forced to go pro. You can be an entrepreneur now, Armando. Yep. You can graduate college now with a million dollars in the bank and open up a car wash, open up a landscaping service. Gives, open gives up a, a, maybe you want to be a veterinarian. Yep. Oh, it you gives know? kids opportunities. It gives kids opportunities. Yeah. 
And now the pro teams aren't holding you by the throat. Now you can get rich without the pro team. I read something yesterday, and I'll, I'll, I have to send you the article. But it was a former baseball player. I, I want to I say it was Jacob Turner. may not be. Uh, but he was talking about how he became a pro player, thought he was going to get, you know, all the opportunity in the world right away. And, and he kind of went up the ladder pretty quickly. But he was saying, you know, how how it's not what these kids would think, you know, how half of your bonus is gone to the IRS. Yeah. And he he made like a list of stuff that kids being drafted need to need to look out for. So, you know, people give their experiences and, and now some of these kids are going to have the opportunity to make a little bit of money. Yeah, make a little bit of money, you know, and, and if you're really passionate about the sport, you can go pro. But if you're not, at least now, you know, you don't, you have to feel stuck. Yep. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. And before we go, we need to talk about the uh, Florida Panthers. They're trying to close it out tonight as we record this podcast. By the time you listen to this, they may or may not be in the in the Stanley Cup Finals. And the Miami Heat, they lost last night, but one game away from making the NBA Finals. What a magical time to be a sports fan in, in Miami. This is the place to be, and the Marlins are even at 500. Yeah, <laughs> the Dolphins are making moves. I hope this carries into the football yeah, season man. because the Canes and and the Dolphins need it. As I always say, as much as this is a, a Miami, you know, they're like, oh, this is my, the Miami Heat town. Yeah, because they've won. The Miami right. Heat have been a consistent winner. Correct. If the Dolphins go to a Super Bowl, oh yeah, you bet your ass this whole city will be paralyzed. No, the whole thing paralyzed. There's Indeed. nothing. Nobody's gonna work the next day. Nobody's gonna go to school. I'm not even talking about winning the Super Bowl, making it to the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl. We're shutting uh, down for a week. <laughs> and, you know, with, with these two teams being so close to the finals, and it's almost like like they've been mimicking each yep. other. It, it's yep. it's almost like a, like, a, like a mirror image of each other, what the Panthers are doing and what the Heat are doing. And, you know, the Panthers trying to, trying to make it to, to the finals uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. If, if they win, they might play the Las Vegas Knights, which would be pretty cool. Might, might give us an excuse to go to Vegas. And, and the Heat, they have the Nuggets waiting there, but it's going to get tough now going to Boston. Armando, how easy is it right now for negativity with the Miami Heat? Because if you're undefeated, you're 3-0, and and you lose, you know how it is in Little League. Oof, you know, you're going, it's going crazy. You know what I mean? But Jimmy Butler yesterday, oh, how are you guys going to? He looked in the thing, he goes, oh, we're going to, we're going to listen to some music. We're going to have some beers. We're going to smile. And we're going to get ready to go to Boston. We're not going to do anything different. We're going to support each other. That's I, it. I, I love this team's demeanor. Like, why man. is it? But why is it that losses are hurt so much people? Like, let's talk about Little League Baseball. Why do they hurt so much? Why is it? Why is it such a big deal? I mean, losing. It's losing, a season. Losing but But sucks, it's a season. Yeah, but. Armando, you don't have to change the infield because you lost the game. No. I, you don't have to change a lineup. Every time we lose a game and somebody wants to give me a recommendation on the lineup, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, me. No, it's to. silly. It's silly because it's unpredictable. You know when the lineup works? When the kids hit? Yep. You know when the lineups don't work? When they don't hit? Our six of you that won the championship? Yeah, lineup. Doesn't matter what lineup you threw out there, they hit. So, oh, great move! Yeah, okay, they all hit. 
Imagine if Jorge well, Soler was from, not a, you was, know? Was, wasn't in the lineup because of his past struggles. Like, yeah. he wouldn't be tearing it up right now. You know, uh, losses, losses could be taken several ways. You know, the Heat still have basketball to play. So what Jimmy Butler said, that's perfect. You know, this team, this team, when when it says culture, you know, the Heat culture, it, it's a real thing. You know, Pat Riley's a winner. Pat Riley's probably one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, one of the greatest minds of all time. Mike, he's put a team together. Him, him, and his and his staff of of undrafted free agents. Other than Jimmy Butler and a couple guys, a bunch of nobodies, a Dun- bunch of Duncan nobodies, Robinson, meaning that they didn't want you. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. All undrafted free agents. Caleb Martin. No, we have two And these studs. guys are starting and we have in two the NBA. That are hurt. Yeah, Tyler Hero's hurt. Adebayo. Adebayo, you know? I mean, he's, he's playing, but, you know, yeah. um, Adebayo, Adebayo and, and Butler are it. They're it. Those are your, your I mean, not your Adebayo, stars. the other guy that's hurt. Olipapo. Oladipo. Oladipo. That guy's so, good, no, man. Oladipo, but, you know, Bam, Bam and Butler are it. It. You know, and and Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry's a, a bit older, but he's he's making his, his presence felt. But these undrafted young players, man, Big that's time. what's making the team right now. Big time. They're coming up, and they 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 got rid of Giannis. Uh, they're they're going up against a Celtics team that you know everybody expected to to be on on the other end of of, of three one. You know, they they were supposed right. to have three wins, and the Heat have justified the odds. So. I think they're going to come out, they're going to go to Boston, and they're going to win game five. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I don't doubt about it, but it's done. but there should be no panic. No. Because it's a four-game set. You got to win four. Seven-game set, you got to win four. You're up 3-1. I don't understand why anybody will be panicking or expect a panic. Oh, man, tranquilo. You're good, bro. Let's get out there yep. ball next game. Get ready to go. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to do it. And um, I think so. A couple of quick boxing notes. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Vasily Lomachenko, he fought Devin Haney for the undisputed title. I thought Lomachenko won. Admittedly, I am a Lomachenko fan, but I, I scored the fight. The majority of people thought he won. Well, it was close. I thought he won 7-5. Judges had it 8-4 and 7-5 twice for Devin Haney, who retains his title by unanimous decision. A lot of good, you know, happened in that fight. Lomachenko still has it. So I think we're going to see him again in the lightweight division. Um, Haney might move up in weight. He's a big kid. He's young, but he's growing. You know, he's still growing into his body. Tall kid, nice jab. He goes up to 140. There's some some good fights that await him there. And then you have Tank Davis and Shakur Stevenson in the same division at 135. So a lot of good happened. I, I thought I thought Lomachenko won the fight. Some people are saying robbery. Minor one. I, I, I think he did deserve it, but it's not, you know, it wasn't like a one-sided fight that Lomachenko completely won. Is the Tank Davis fight coming up going to be better than the Garcia one? Is that a better matchup? Uh, well, if, if Tank Davis fights Lomachenko or Shakur Stevenson or Devin Haney, that's a better match fight than the Ryan Garcia fight. fight. Look, Ryan Garcia just has, has a big following. He's a good fighter. Tank Davis right now is probably the best in the division. Based on boxing, power, the kid has all the tools. Lomachenko's a beast, but he's 35. I mean, 20, 20 fights as a pro, 400 fights in the amateurs. It's a lot of boxing. Um, Devin Haney's young. Shakur Stevenson, to me, personally, is the best out of all of them. Shakur Stevenson beats them all. 
right now I can't rank him above Tank Davis because he still has young kid. To yeah, he's pretty young. He's in early twenties oh. still. Um, best boxer in in the division. He'll box everybody to tears in in, in that division. I, I think he beats them all. Tank Davis still has the resume. So Tank Davis, I say Shakur Stevenson, Lomachenko. If Haney moves on to another division, if not, Haney's somewhere up there at the top. But it's a it's a great division right now. Nice, nice. And another fight that just hasn't been officially announced, but they're saying it's done. Done deal. For the welterweight championship, Errol Spence against Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is one of the best fighters I've seen in the last 10 years. Errol Spence is up there, too. They've been trying to get these guys matched up against each other for a few years now. And they're finally going to fight. And this is going to be a huge fight July 29th, right around the time, you know, you're starting to close out your summer. That That's probably going to be the most anticipated fight since Pacquiao Mayweather. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I think Terrence Crawford should win. It's a good fight. I mean, hopefully we'll analyze it. Uh, you know, and, and and look, you know, here at at Diamonds Miami up and in, we're main, mainly baseball. But I'm not opposed to bringing in some people to talk some boxing. And, and, I, and I think that's one fight that merits it, Mike, because that fight is going to be one of the best fights. You know, when you're talking about like Hagler Hearns, Hagler Leonard, Duran Hearns, Duran Leonard, that group, that's a fight that, merits to be up there it's gonna be a hell of a fight can't wait can't wait can't wait and i and you know what i can't wait till mike the summer summer's here we it's got 10 summer, more days of school here 10 more days of school something 10 like that. more days of school yeah anderson when you walked in today goes coach mike 10 more days of school awesome and then can't summer wait. can't wait summer baseball can't wait summer. love it boys of summer are here let's yep. do it it's the best time for baseball Best time for you guys to also listen to our podcast. So continue listening in each of your favorite podcast apps and also at diamonddreamsmiami.podbean.com. There you go. <laughs> listen to us. Check us out.